Blog Talk Radio. Democrats. 
No. Oh, no, no, of course not. He was a uh, huge but, scan- scandal during Bush. Well, yeah. When he was Denny Hastert is, uh, is serving jail time now, but he was the Speaker of the House, Republican Speaker of the House, and uh, he was caught with uh, all kinds of uh, issues. He there. was covering up his, uh, his transgression. Yeah, yeah. They caught him through uh, taking large sums of money and trying to pay off someone. Right. Ed? Mr. Sessions well. has announced he will recuse himself from any discussions made on the FBI investigation into the allegations that Russia interfered with the U.S. presidential elections. Right. And um, Democrats have been calling for Sessions to resign as AG or Attorney General after his statements that um, uh, his higher hearing, uh, during his hearing, uh, we're, ta- we're talking... Taken out of context, uh, context regarding... Right. His communications with the Russian ambassador. He was asked if there is any evidence that anyone affiliated with the Trump campaign communicated with the Russian government in the course of this campaign. What will you do? Mr. Sessions responded, I'm not aware of any of these activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two. I have been called a surrogate surrogate at the time or two in the campaign, and I did not have communications with Russians, and I'm unable to comment on it. Sessions did, in fact, meet with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislak during his role as a member of the Senate Armed Service Committee, which involved meeting with diplomats from countries all over the world, and such meetings were totally independent of the Trump campaign. According to Ted Cruz, Calls for uh, Sessions' recusal are a direct attack to stop his Pedigate investigations and nothing more than a political theater. It is what senators do every day, meeting with foreign ambassadors. That's just part of his job. Democratic leader Nancy Pelosi released a statement attacking the Trump administration and demanded that Sessions should resign as attorney general. This is a quote. Jeff Sessions lied under oath during his confirmation hearing before the Senate. Under penalty of perjury, he told the Senate Judiciary Committee, I've been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians. We now know that statement is false. The Attorney General must resign. There must be an independent, bipartisan, outside commission to investigate the Trump political, personal, and financial connections to the Russians. House Speaker Paul Ryan responded to the calls for the Senate for Sessions to quit, saying that there was no reason for him to even recuse himself, never mind resign. If he himself is a subject of investigation, of course he would, but if he's not, I don't see any purpose or no reason doing this. In response to the request to stand down, Attorney General Sessions has agreed to recuse himself from the elections investigations but has warned that he will not back down on the elite pedophilia ring investigations and vows to continue using the full force of the U.S. federal law enforcement at his disposal to destroy the Washington, D.C. pedophilia network. Well, that network goes internationally. Recently reported that decorated former CIA officer Robert David has gone on record to reveal that President Trump is at war with the shadow government in his bid to expose the elite pedophilia network that is operating in Washington, D.C. and throughout the U.S. 
During an interview, the former Central Intelligence Agency clandestine services case officer also confirmed that there are pizza restaurants in Saudi Arabia and Washington, D.C., where children can literally be ordered from the menu. Oh, that's disgusting. Here are the key points outlined by Mr. Steele during the interview. Donald Trump is our chance to take down the deep state. Whitehead intelligence community was able to stop Hillary from rigging the vote electronically like she did to Bernie. Former CIA head John Brennan committed treason by telling lies intended to overturn the Electoral College. John Brennan, highest paid agent of Saudi Arabia, should be under FBI investigation. Rents Priebus is an enabler and a cover-up of pedophilia. Former Speaker of the House, Dennis Hastert, is the tip of the iceberg. WikiLeaks is going to take down Priebus. Pedophilia is an elite privilege from the Democrats. It's an acquired taste. This is what that steel guy said. And Podesta was a pedo-lite. Podesta, rather. The Republicans and the elite in banking are the ones who have made pedophilia a big league thing. There are Saudi Arabian and Washington, D.C. restaurants with basements where you can order children off the menu. D.C. pedophilia is the Achilles heel, and Trump has figured that out. And Flynn didn't get fired because he called the Russians. Um, Flynn got fired because he had the arrogance to think uh, that he could tell Mattis and Tillerson what to do. Flynn pissed off uh, Vice President Pence, and Flynn's uh, call that got him into trouble, including a conversation about a list of high-level pedophiles inside the U.S., one of whom happened to be uh, happens to be uh, Vice Vice President Mike Pence's best friend. <laughs> Flynn did not tell Pence about the list or that his best friend was on it, and Pence found out about this from the deep state, probably NSA taps. And the NSA has been uh, spying on all of our politicians with impunity. And the CIA is is leaking highly classified information as part of a political coup against Trump. uh, Let's go down there a little bit. Let's play that. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know how long it was, but it's, no, it's 21 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we don't need it. It's Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. But uh, this basically, that was what he said. This is what was that, in that this interview. This is what was in the interview, exactly. I saw the interview, and it, it is it's partly part of it's him and part of it's not. Um, uh, yeah. Meryl Street was caught applauding Pizzagate pedophile at, at Golden. Uh, Oh, she applied rapist Roman Polanski. Uh, 
that's what you know that's this is what's happening right now this is happening now okay as we speak that um, that's why they're attacking Trump on every angle even though they have um, even though they have uh, evidence okay I'm gonna show that too. I wanted to play that tonight on the show because um, what did you want to play I wanted to play this uh, this tape um, this Fox News uh, uh, Bit about uh, with Mark Levin when he explains the uh, the the, uh, the warrants that were on his uh, were on uh, were against uh, oh the Pfizer the Pfizer warrant mm-hmm. yeah if I can find it posted so much recently uh, to explain why Trump said he was being spied on and right. wiretapped and everything right. else yeah that's right. And what he did about it. It's coming, it's coming. Okay. Okay. Oh, we're almost there. I don't know about that. It's interesting. Um, uh, it's here somewhere. I will find it. But in the meantime, uh, let me see what else. Uh, that was pretty interesting. Oh, I should probably play this. What's this? Just to break things up a little bit. This is a pussycrat. This is a, a anti-Trump protester from the other, from the other day, and. Uh, People who represent the left at a pro-Trump rally. Okay, you got, you got. This is, this is a video of a girl who's all she's doing is sit, standing there, all right, with her, with you know, with two middle fingers there in the air and just screaming, crazy screaming. Yeah, 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 it's, 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 it's quite a visual. 
The girl's out of her mind. You'd have to see her in, on this video. You really can't get the full flavor of it, but she's out of her mind. <laughs> she's totally, totally whacked up. Oh, my God. Totally whacked up. Can we move to something else? Yeah, it's on a... Okay, go back one. If the Trump's Tower, it just tells you right there. Yeah, here's another one. When we were talking about the Pedagate, you know, uh, thing, well, it turns out that uh, Pedagate, John McCain's campaign manager, was arrested on pedophile charges. So let's go to that. That's so, a little yeah, backup of that. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> this is the same company that Neon Nettle with. Says, uh, uh, John McCain's campaign manager has been arrested on pedophilia charges following what law enforcement are referring to as a wide-range wide investigation into elite pedophilia rings. Jeffrey Claude Bartleson was the manager of Senator John McCain's presidential campaign office in Colorado and has just been arrested for charges including molesting young boys. The head of the police department special victims unit Sergeant Brett Wilson said today that there are several active investigations involving Bartleson and that his arrest was part of a much larger operation involving child trafficking networks in the U.S. He's left you a little present. There's probably more if you look. You know, it kind of reminds you of why you wanted a cat. But he is such a cute uh, you get these ads and things you can't get out of them. No, so yeah, they, that they campaign manager from Colorado was arrested and charged. Yeah, Wilson said he could detail the allegations due to the active nature of the uh, of the oops, the case as a part of a wide-reaching okay. investigation. It, however, an affidavit filed by police investigators in Pueblo District Court. Authorities say that the most recent complaints follow a pattern involving battles and, and the dates to 1982. Yeah, so he's been involved for quite a while. Just thought you, just thought you would know. Okay. But, uh, kind okay. of creepy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it says uh, Hillary was tipped off. Uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. But Hillary was tipped off on the Trump wiretap, right, and tweeted about it in one week prior to the election. Oh, let's read that. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing. See, it, everybody knows this thing's there, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, they just deny it They publicly. just keep denying it because this is all this information This from Gateway there. Pundit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Actually, they've just been given uh, Washington uh, White House access to the press corps. The Gateway Pundit reported earlier the first Pfizer request came right after A.G. Loretta Lynch met with Bill Clinton on the tarmac at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport in June of 2016. How convenient. The second Pfizer request was submitted in October of 2016, just before the election. Hillary Clinton set out a tweet on October 31st 
stating that computer scientists have uncovered a covert server linking the Trump organization to a Russian-based server. Here is Hillary Clinton's tweet from October 31st. Connect the dots, folks. This was a well-coordinated attack on a presidential candidate. A.G. Lynch met with Bill Clinton just before the first FISA request. Remember when they both lied? After they were successful with the second FISA request in October, it appears Bill Clinton passed on the information to his wife to help her win the election. This scandal is about to blow wide open. It's not going away anytime soon, so stay tuned. And here is the tweet that she said. It says, computer scientists have apparently uncovered a covert link server linking the Trump Organization to Russian-based uh, bank. Bank. And um, statement projects all in the report exposing Trump's secret. Right. But that never went anywhere because there wasn't anything to... scientists have apparently uncovered a covert server linking Trump's organization. This is from Hillary Clinton, of course. You know, saying this stuff. Kind of silly this stuff. Yeah. It really is. Trust anything she says. But anyway. I I just thought that it was so weird. Um Ryan admits to having knowledge of the Trump Tower wire trap, wire tap, rather, okay? And he, he talks about it here. But um, he, then he denied it. He, he, taught, he says it here, then he denies it afterwards, okay? Huh. Yeah. I mean, this is nuts. What's that uh, about? This is uh, Media Group USA is the name of this thing. But um, Ryan admits to having knowledge of wire tap, tower, uh, uh, Trump Tower wire tap. Right here it is, right here. Paul Ryan knew about the wiretap. Now this is from Fox News, an interview with him. All right, and it says Ryan, we have seen no evidence anyone within Trump's campaign would collude with the Russians. But in this, he says. Are you concerned on the flip side that the Obama administration may have been surveilling members of the Trump campaign uh, in a pretty detailed investigation uh, during the this election? This is uh, Paul Ryan. Well, I don't. I don't, I don't think that's the case. If you recall, uh, President Obama asked the intelligence community after the election to canvas all the intelligence and give a report to Congress on what Russia did do and, and all their interactions. And in that report, they, nobody alleged that there was a person in America, like a Trump campaign official, involved with the Russians on this. So if they would have found that, you think they would have put that in the report that they gave us in early January? Right, but there's a report that in June 2016, there's a FISA request by the Obama administration, Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, to monitor communications involving Donald Trump and several other uh, campaign officials. Then they, re they get turned down, and then in October they renew it, and they do uh, start a wiretap uh, at Trump Tower with some computer and Russian banks, and it just doesn't show up anything by reporting. Have you heard that? Well, again, and, and like I said, none of us in Congress uh, or anybody that I know in Congress has been presented with evidence uh, to the contrary of what you just said. So you believe it to be true? Yeah, that, that we have seen no evidence that anybody in this campaign um, or any other American was in on it with the Russians to meddle in our elections. We know they meddled 
uh, Russia is an adversary, uh, and that's something we have to work to counteract. I got it. But uh, my point is, is that the Obama administration was was pretty aggressive. I have a couple of five. No, I hear your point. I'm saying, but but I've I've seen nothing of that. I've seen nothing come of that. That's my point. Okay. See, he knew about it, but he but he said nothing came of it. There was right. no, there was no evidence. Right. And then uh, they got on his case, and then he then he uh, he he said, no, I said uh, I didn't know about it, you know. But uh, he did say that he knew about it, and he just said it couldn't be. See, one of the biggest problems that he got is that they, you know, like these politicians, they they always leave themselves wiggle room in what they say, you know. So they can deny what they said before, after they say it. You know right. what I mean? Oh, I didn't say that. I meant this. No, I didn't mean that. I meant this. You know. So it's really, it's really just so damn crooked. You know, no matter, you know, trying to get a straight answer out of anybody. It's tough. Is, is ridiculous. But now you have all this evidence out there. In fact, I, I'm, I'm hoping I wanted to play this tonight because I, I'm trying to find it. I know I posted it. And I posted it on my website as well, but. Um, Oh, yeah. This is really damning, and you don't hear about it anywhere now, okay? But this is this, this did happen, and they found the money, and they saw that it went to them. Now, uh, this is called um, USA Supreme um, is the name of the website, but it's uh, got all this new information. But uh, you want to you take a look? You want to read this? This is freaking amazing. Because it's uh, Obama's secret slush fund that was discovered. Hey, you want to read that, please? Yep. According to Fox News, okay, congressional investigators just exposed an Obama administration slush fund that funneled billions of dollars to activist organizations through a Department of Justice scheme. Is somebody surprised to hear that under Obama, the Department of Justice was allegedly funding money to far left-wing political groups? I doubt that. To summarize, the Obama administration created a very sketchy program within the Defense Department, and that program has been giving money to organizations <clears throat> that aren't exactly neutral or friendly <coughs> excuse me, to the current Trump administration. But GOP lawmakers are working to end that now. Hmm. And it's clear partisan politics play a role in the illicit actions that were made. Uh, Republican John Ratcliffe uh, from Texas said, the Department of Justice is the last place this should have occurred. Findings spearheaded by House Judiciary Committee point to a process shrouded in secrecy, whereby monies were distributed to a labyrinth of nonprofit organizations involved with grassroots activism. Langford has introduced the Stop Settlement Slush Fund Act of 2016, while House Judiciary Chairman Bob Goodlatte, Republican Virginia, submitted similar legislation to the House. Congress must permanently end the abuses Obama's Justice Department exploited to use settlements to funnel money to their liberal friends. Goodlatte said in a statement, Judicial Watch, Tom Sitton said, advocates for big government and progressive power are using Justice Department money to extort money from corporations. It's a shakedown. It's corrupt, pure, and simple. 
So far, investigators have accounted for $3 billion paid to the non-victim entities. And critics say banks are incentivized to donate the funds to nonprofits rather than giving it to consumers. And one of the groups that were included in the fund was the National Council of La Raza, a Hispanic supremacist mm. organization that has drawn considerable criticism from conservatives. Other groups who, uh, another group who is even more concerning is the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, a nonprofit group known for encouraging and supporting illegal immigrants and its resources, with its resources. Ed Henry, speaking on Fox News, said Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee are now digging in as we learned this morning that President Obama's Justice Department handed out billions of dollars in your taxpayer money to liberal outside groups, leaving Republicans fuming. Mm. The, the question really may be, is this just a new form of the so-called walking around money we used to hear about? Money being dispersed for political reasons in inner cities to try and turn out the vote. Mike Huckabee, the former governor of Arkansas, said the revelations leave Obama in very hot water. And if the House Judiciary Committee takes this inquiry all the way, criminal charges will be filed. Mm -hmm. uh, no wonder you can see why they're scrambling like mm -hmm. crazy, you know, attacking and attacking and attacking uh, Trump. Somebody ought to go to prison for this, Huckabee said. This is worse than a mafia shakedown. At least it's the mafia shakes you down for protection. Your store doesn't burn down. But this is a case where the liberals have played Robin Hood, and they have stolen from the government, the taxpayers, and they've even and they've given it to their pals. Yep. And uh, scandal after scandal is sickening how much Obama uh, hated our country and its people. But it's time to invest, investigate and prosecute the corruption. This should not stay unpunished, and the responsible for this must answer in front of the law. It's now or never. What's that Fox News one? Yeah, this is the Play one that. for the Huckabee, I think. Uh, meanwhile, the Obama administration funneling billions of dollars into a shadowy Department of Justice slush fund that you've probably never heard about. The House Judiciary Committee saying the money went to a number of progressive organizations. Now Republicans, they won't answer. Chief, Chief National Correspondent Ed Henry joins us live now. Hey, Ed. Good morning, guys. You know, the question really may be, is this just a new form of the so-called walking around money we used to hear about, money being dispersed for political reasons in inner cities to try and turn out the vote? As you mentioned, Republicans on the House Judiciary Committee now digging in, as we learned this morning, that President Obama's Justice Department handed out billions of dollars in your taxpayer money to liberal outside groups. Republicans on that panel now demanding an explanation to a move that has left conservatives like Mike Huckabee fuming. Somebody ought to go to prison for this. I mean, this is worse than a mafia shakedown, because at least if the mafia shakes you down for protection, your store doesn't burn down. But this is a case where the liberals have played Robin Hood. They've stolen from the, the government, the taxpayers, and they've given it to their pals. Now, where did this money go? Take a look at this list of groups, including the National Council of La Raza, the National Community Reinvestment Coalition, as well as the National Urban League, all getting some of this money. So there could still be questions about the last Justice Department, even as we wake up this morning, to new questions about the current Justice Department. Guys? Well, they're putting an end to that. All right, Ed, thank you very much. Good to see you.
All right, Henry. Um, so that that's that's what's going on, folks. You know, and uh, they're saying that there's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's no evidence. There's plenty of evidence. You know, they got they, they got uh, two FISA court uh, uh, things that they just uh, that they approved. You know, uh, you got Hillary wiretapping it. You got everybody. You know, it's like Jesus. You know, come on, folks. I mean, how much more can it be in front of you? You know, unbelievable. Oh, this was this was pretty good. This this was pretty interesting. Uh, Schumer and Hillary have traitorous relationships with Russia, now being investigated. Yeah, this is from um, WND.com. And uh, let's see. Turned out one of Trump's uh, one of Trump's people mm-hmm. in the White House, one of his aides, uh, got got the hots for his daughter Ivanka, and started saying nasty, started saying weird things about her. And uh, if I, he caught he he caught he, he heard about it, and he had this guy arrested, not arrested, but kicked, you know, taken the hell out of the fired and taken out of the walked out of the uh, White House. One of President Trump's senior administration officials, they don't, they didn't give the name, but, um, 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 officials had only been on the job for about a month when it was found out that he had secretly been doing to the first daughter, Ivanka Trump, who spends a considerable amount of time working alongside her father. The second Trump found, uh, out that what this pervert had been, uh, the second, the second that Trump found out what the pervert had been doing behind his back, he sent armed guards to remove him from the building, <laughs> delivering a clear message that nobody messes with him or his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know? Yeah. It says it turns out this guy, this is that guy, Greg Deere was recently appointed to head of National Security Council in the Western Hemisphere, but is now rightfully out of a job. Uh, rather than honoring uh, the prestigious cabinet position, he decided to take the advantage, to take the advantages he was granted, and use it for something else, which backfired on him in a spectacular fashion. According to the Daily Mail, uh, Deere had begun uh, running his mouth to others in the office uh, after becoming upset that he had been left out of Trump's inner circle and excluded from the discussions with Steve Bannon and Jared Kushner, uh, and regarded Mexico and the wall, regarding Mexico and the wall, and he reportedly didn't think anyone took him seriously when, uh, and with what he began talking about next, it's clear as to why nobody would. Dropping off professional decorum, he set politics aside to engage in lustful talk about the president's daughter and Kushner's wife, who had left him out of the meetings. Um, yeah, imagine that. And Deer apparently uh, couldn't control his feelings for Ivanka and making others who work around him uncomfortable with his comments about how attractive she is and others reported awkward and inappropriate remarks. Hmm. 
Trump got wind of the locker room talk and took care of it immediately. Deere was removed from the executive office building in Washington, where he works, and not given a second chance to come back. Not only does this show that Trump isn't the perverse misogynist that, uh, that the left claims that he is, but it also shows that class, loyalty, and respect are um, expectations in a political um, um, town, which hasn't been such a thing in the last eight years. And those who can't act in an honorable way will be tossed out with the trash, no questions asked. And this was written by uh, Amanda Shea. But anyway, um, from the daily, uh, freedomdaily.com, um, there's, there's a lot more here. Um, I wish I could find this. I hope I can find this. I really, before I, I want to be able to, I don't know why. trying to find this uh, this statement made by Fox News uh, with Mark Levine, uh, or Levin, who uh, was, um, who, um, is that, I don't know why I can't find it. Anyway, um, I think I'll, I'll try to find it in a second here, folks. I'm sorry for a delay. I, I don't know why it was. Uh, but I'd like to play it for you. It's a it's a it's a short uh, uh, um, interview done by uh, Fox News um, with uh, Mark Levin, and this was uh, the other day, a day or two ago, uh, a couple of days ago, and I posted it because it was it was um, it was uh, Levin explaining uh, to uh, explaining. The evidence mm-hmm. of the wiretaps. Okay, it was it was profound. And Levin is a, he's a researcher, but he's a talk show host, and he's uh, was a former uh, deputy attorney general under Reagan. But let let me let me play this for you. And uh, it's about uh, it's 12 minutes long, but it's it's phenomenal, and you really should check it out. The great one, Mark Levin, from his hidden bunker. Mark, thank you very much for joining us this morning. On your Thursday evening radio broadcast, you laid out a devastating case about executive overreach of the Obama administration, which many believe metamorphosized itself to tweets that President Trump sent out on Saturday morning accusing potential wiretapping in Trump Tower. Uh, We want to give you a case here this morning to lay out what you know, what you know about it, and the evidence you have for the potential executive overreach of the Obama administration. Well... Pleasure to be here. The evidence is overwhelming. This is not about President Trump's tweeting. This is about the Obama administration's spying. And the question isn't whether it's spied. We know they went to the FISA court twice. The question is, who did they spy on? The extent of the spying. That is, the Trump campaign, the Trump transition, Trump surrogates. And I want to walk you through this, the American people. Exhibit one. Exhibit one. This is all public. Head Street. Two separate sources with links to the counterintelligence community have confirmed that the FBI sought and was granted a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act court. This is fine. Uh, In October, giving counterintelligence permission to examine the activity of, quote, U.S. persons in Donald Trump's campaign 
with ties to Russia. Let me go on. This isn't me. They say the first FISA request, sources say name Trump, was denied back in June, denied by the court. Mm -hmm. But the second was drawn more narrowly and was granted in October after evidence was presented of a server possibly related to the Trump campaign and its alleged links to two banks. Now, sources suggest that a FISA warrant was granted to look at the full content of emails and other related documents that may concern U.S. persons. Now, I know people are hung up with Trump's word wiretapping. Well, how'd they get access to this server information? Does it really matter if it was wiretapping, electronic surveillance, or whatever it was? Exhibit 2, The Guardian, a well-known right-wing British paper. Here it is. Uh, quote, The Guardian has learned the FBI applied for a warrant from the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court over the summer in order to monitor four members of the Trump team suspected of irregular contacts with Russian officials. Keep in mind, this is during a presidential election. The sitting president, the incumbent party, is now investigating the presidential candidate of the Republican Party and his campaign to some extent. The FISA court turned down the application asking FBI counterintelligence investigators to narrow its focus. According to one report, the FBI was finally granted a warrant in October. Exhibit 3, McClatchy, another well-known right-wing newspaper. Here they have the agency headline, FBI, five other agencies, five other Obama administration agencies probe possible covert Kremlin aid to Trump. The FBI and five other law enforcement intelligence agencies have collaborated for months in an investigation into Russian attempts to influence the November election, including whether money from Kremlin uh, covertly aided presidential-elect Donald Trump. Two people familiar with the matter said the agencies involved in the inquiry are the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Justice Department, the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and representatives of the director of the National Intelligence. Are you telling me Barack Obama didn't know what was well, going on in six go, agencies? As you hold go on, on, hold on, hold you, on. Okay, keep going. I'm not done. I need to make the case because the media seems to be confused about their own reporting. New York Times, another well-known liberal outlet, intercepted Russian communications part of inquiry into Trump associates January 19. The FBI is leading the investigations aided by the NSA, the CIA, Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Unit. The investigators have accelerated their efforts in recent weeks but have found no exclusive ev conclusive evidence of wrongdoing. Listen to this. One official said intelligence reports based on some of the wiretap communications have been provided to the White House. This is the New York Times. Another right-wing outlet. Four. Another right-wing outlet, Let's yeah. continue. <laughs> New York Times again. NSA gets more latitude to share intercepted communications. In the final days of the Obama administration, uh, the administration has expanded the power of the NSA to share globally intercepted personal communications with the government's 16 other intelligence agencies before applying privacy protections. Now, why would they do this on the way out the door? Well, March 1, Exhibit 6, Obama administration rushed to preserve intelligence of Russian election hacking. In the Obama administration's last day, listen to this, some White House officials scrambled to spread information about Russian efforts to undermine the presidential election and about possible contacts between associates of President-elect Trump and Russians across the government. I'm not done. <laughs> Exhibit 7, New York Times. 
Flynn is said to have talked to Russians about sanctions. Trump took office. Well, where'd they get this information? Well, Mark, you know, the FISA court, they're always monitoring the, uh, the uh, Russian ambassador. And so how do we know that? Maybe they are, maybe they're not. But there's an awful lot of other activity. Sure. Here we have Washington Post. One more. Washington Post, March 2nd. U.S. investigators have examined contacts Attorney General Sessions had with Russian officials during the time he was advising Donald Trump's campaign. The focus of the U.S. counterintelligence investigation has been on communication between Trump campaign officials in Russia. Listen to this. The inquiry involving Sessions is examining his contacts while serving as Trump's foreign policy advisor in the spring and summer of 2016. This has been going on for a year well, now. As you do on your yeah. radio program, you lay out a devastating case based on public documents, as you point out, and not right-wing uh, sources, but mainstream left-stream sources. How confident are you that this, new, this investigation, which was on Russian, so-called Russian hacking, but now the White House says this morning will be broadened to looking into executive overreach, how confident Look, are you they will find something there? I don't know, but let, they already found something. The issue isn't whether the Obama administration spied on the Trump campaign or transition or certain of its surrogates. The issue is the extent of it. Mm -hmm. They went into court a second time. They were so aggressive. They waited four or five months. They go back in October, weeks before the general election. They narrow their request. All of a sudden, we have leaks coming out on Flynn. Then we have a oh, horrible meeting that took place between Sessions and so forth. And I'm telling you, as a former chief of staff to an attorney general of the United States in the Reagan administration, these are police state tactics. Now, what did Barack Obama know? He knew everything I just read to you apart, apart from one or two articles. You know how I know? It's in the newspapers. It's right there. So Barack Obama not only knew this, but he gets a daily intelligence briefing. And let me tell you something about daily intelligence briefings. If your attorney general and your FBI is going to the FISA court yep. to get a warrant to investigate aspects of an opposition party in the middle of a general election campaign, how much you want to bet the President of the United States knew that? I don't want to Read bet his you opinion. on that. Uh, Mark, we've got to, we were about to hit a hard break. Is there any way you could stick around for one more minute and ask you one more question on this? That's fine. You got it. All right, more with Mark Levin on Fox & Friends right on the, around the corner. Fox & Friends still joining us live from Levin TV studio, former Chief of Staff to Attorney General Edwin Meese, constitutional lawyer and radio talk show host, the great one, Mark Levin. Mark, i got to tell you, even just in the break, the re response has been overwhelming to the case that you laid out, which is devastating. And Abby and I were talking in the break about sort of where it goes from here, right, Abby? Yeah, that is the question, because you laid out your case in this last block. You're very passionate about the evidence that you have. And, and as Pete said, we have so many people writing us in saying, thank you for speaking uh, your voice. They're right behind you on this. My question, though, how does this play out uh, in the media? How are they going to continue to cover this story? Let me first say, this is the case made by the New York Times, the Washington Post, McClatchy, and the rest of them. I just put it together as a former Justice Department official. And, a, and, and Donald Trump here is being attacked for what he tweeted. Donald Trump is the victim. His campaign is the victim. His transition team is the victim. His surrogates are the victim. These are police state tactics. I am telling you this as a former chief of staff to an attorney general. If this had been done to Barack Obama, all hell would break loose. And it should. And Barack Obama's statement is pathetic. Mark. I, we, uh, uh, let me just say this. Where does it go from here? They ought to release both FISA court applications where they sought the warrant. The one in the summer and the one in October. So we know exactly what they were doing. That's number one. Number two, 
Congress needs to see the daily presidential intelligence briefings over the past year or so. Those are the beginnings of an, a serious investigation. Number three, for the Republicans in Congress, you control the majority. If the Democrats do not want to assist, and they won't, because I'm starting to think Chuck Schumer and the others are participating in all this cover-up activity, then plow ahead without them. But this is important to the country. We cannot have a sitting presidential administration unleashing six federal agencies, intelligence and law enforcement. I don't mean the president personally sitting there saying, you know what, Valerie, let's go get him. Obviously, the attorney general and the FBI were involved in this. This is how you get a FISA court application prepared and submitted. Do you, think, do you, think, uh, do you think former yeah. President Obama was involved in this? And if so, how much was he involved? I'm not Nostradamus here. I just think <laughs> that we ought to find out. But I, but I will tell you this. He's more involved than he says. I mean, it's his executive branch. It's his Justice Department. Mine's right. for the IRS. All of a sudden, the IRS is, is targeting American citizens. I don't know anything about it. Uh, we have reporters, including James Rose and the AP, where, where the Obama administration did more investigations of reporters than any administration in American history. They're quite capable of these things. But it doesn't matter. We want to know what took place. And there ought to be public hearings on this stuff, too. I agree with the Democrats. Let's get to the bottom of this. So join me. Join us. This is the public record. Yeah. It's the newspaper of record, the New York Times. Let's go. Mark, there's another aspect of this. When you mentioned Chuck Schumer a moment ago, he's been trying to block as many Trump nominations as he can and slow the process. And we had Jay Christian Adams, a former Justice Department official you probably know well, on a couple of hours ago. And he was pointing to something very important here, which is now that Jeff Sessions has recused himself, the person in charge here is going to be a career uh, bureaucrat. There will be career bureaucrats. He said the swamp won because you have people inside justice, some maybe who have been trying to undermine President Trump, who are now in charge of this investigation. And the chances of Chuck Schumer and the Democrats in the Senate uh, you know, confirming the nomination of the deputy attorney general, a Trump loyalist, now seems nil. So they have seized control of this investigation, haven't they? They not only did that, they have squirreled their appointees into the bureaucracy, and they're buying more and more time to do that. Okay, then recess appointed deputy attorney general. Hmm. Do that. Say, okay, I'm recessing appointing so-and-so as deputy attorney general of the United States. And then, because uh, Attorney General uh, Sessions recused himself from matters affecting the Russian investigation and so forth, mm -hmm. then the deputy attorney general who is recessed appointed is the acting attorney general for the purposes of an investigation related to this. So Christian is right. He served the justice in the Civil Rights Division. I'm right. I served as chief of staff. I know exactly what's going on. He knows exactly yeah. what's going on. And the administration needs to respond. Well, Mark, you laid out a devastating case. We know now why they call you the great one. Ladies and gentlemen, Mark Levin, thanks for joining Fox and Friends this morning. We appreciate it. Good to see you. So that, that was it. And that, wasn't that good? Uh -huh. I mean, really, it was very, very, very good. And I, uh, There's I, a lot of news out there. There is. And the, he was the first guy to break it, uh, break it down. And that's, uh, that's, uh, it's a great, it's a great thing he did. Um, what I wanted to, uh, talk about tonight before we go, I mean, we still got about 10 minutes, but, uh, I wanted to, uh, couple of weird things that came up today, too, that I thought it might be. This this was really freaked me out when I saw it, when I read this. Normalizing pedophilia, uh, Pope removes penalties for priests who molest children. Imagine that. 
as you might have seen this or read about this or heard about it somewhere, but um, it's really pretty sick. Um, it says here, um, uh, yeah, Pope removes penalties for priests who molest children. And uh, it says, inch by inch, it is a cinch. Incrementalism is how the globalists get things done, and child sex trafficking is not any different. Don't forget that Soros uh, once gave $2 million to NAMBLA, the organization seeking to legalize pedophilia. Can you imagine that? Uh, uh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I, Soros gave $2 million to this, uh, to, to this, uh, this group trying to legalize pedophilia. Hmm. $2 million. I mean, obviously Soros is some kind of twisted sister. But the Pope has permitted one of his main priests to get away with repeatedly molesting five boys with a lifetime of prayer intervention. All right? Pizzagate isn't Pizzagate if it's legal. The Pope is furthering the cause of normalizing and eventually legalizing pedophilia. This is just the beginning. Here is the entire story. And uh, uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I was going to see how far this is. There's only three minutes. This is Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show, and we're the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Well, have you had it with your church? Because I've had it with the church. The church is supposed to be the bride of Christ. The church is supposed to stand up for what is true, what is right, what is good. And what are we seeing? Well, the Pope is at it again. Pope Francis, and honestly, what are you Catholics going to stand up and revolt against this? He thinks it's okay. Uh, that priests should commit pedophilia. In fact, actually, he's let one priest off with a lifetime of prayer. I don't know where the civil authorities are on this. Is he the civil authority? Is the Pope override civil authority now? Maybe he does. There is no separation of church and state. I just thought I'd put that one in there for you so you know. But you can check out um, Dave Hodges' uh, Common Sense Show on YouTube. And um, it's, it's staggering, man. It's really staggering what's going on. Um, I thought this would, this would be a good one to finish with tonight, if I, or maybe okay. even close. But I I posted this um, about a, about a year ago. Yeah, this is March eighth, two thousand sixteen. This is when Trump was in the race, you know, and and it was an open letter on Donald Trump from the GOP national security leaders, and I posted this, and it's bizarre. Because wait, wait till you see all these people that are saying that Trump doesn't quite doesn't belong to. Uh, um, Trump, Trump shouldn't be. Uh, Trump isn't qualified to be president. Okay, this is when all the Republicans were trying to knock him off his knock him off his perch. Hang on a second, I just lost it here. Uh, that the WikiLeaks is just difficult to um, to be able to. It's difficult to scroll down on Facebook. I'll tell you that because there's so much crap on. All right. Um, yeah, this is what I wrote. 
This is so sad. The following list of, of GOPs prove the grand old party is suffering from severe dementia. Romney's face is like a new tattoo on their on their right arms. Um, and that reminds them of who they think they are. Trump is the new face of the party, and he plants a tattoo all of the crazy GOPs with his face on their foreheads to remind them who he is each time they look in the mirror. And uh, But it says here that, um, yeah, these, these bastards, it's from Voltaire.net, but th- these guys um, wrote an open letter to, uh, to Donald Trump and uh, saying, we, the undersigned members of the Republican National Security Community, represent a broad... Now, this is a year ago today that they wrote this and made it public. Uh, a broad spectrum of opinion on American role in the world and what is necessary to each uh, to keep us safe and prosperous. We have disagreed with one another on many issues, including the Iraq War and intervention in Syria, but we are united in our opposition to Donald Trump's presidency, uh, to a Donald Trump presidency. Now, this was just back in March, all right? Back in March of last year. And recognizing as we do the conditions in American politics, we have contributed to his popularity. We never, nonetheless are obligated to state our core objections clearly. His vision of American influence and power in the world is widely inconsistent and unmoored in principle. He swings from isolationism to military adventurism within the space of one sentence. His advocacy for aggressively waging trade war is a recipe for economic disaster in a global connected world. His embrace of the expansive use of torture is inexcusable. His hateful Anti-Muslim rhetoric undercuts the seriousness of combating Islamic radicalism by alienating partners in the Islamic world, making significant contributions to the effort. And furthermore, it endangers the safety and constitutionality, right, uh, guaranteed freedoms of American Muslims. But controlling our border and preventing illegal immigration is a serious issue, but its uh, insistence that Mexico will fund the wall on the southern border in flames up uh, unhelpful passions and rests on the utter misreading of and contempt for our southern neighbor. Now, these are all Republicans writing this, okay? And uh, similar, his insistence that close allies such as Japan must pay vast sums for protection is the sentiment of a racketeer, not the leader of the alliances that have served us so well since the World War II. This admiration for foreign dictators such as Vladimir Putin is unacceptable for the leader of the world's greatest democracy. He is fundamentally dishonest. If evidence of this includes his attempts to deny positions he has unquestionably taken in the past, including on the 2003 Iraq War and the 2011 Libyan conflict, he accepts the view evolves over time. But this is uh, simply misrepresentation. His equation of business acumen with foreign policy experience is false. Not all lethal conflicts can be resolved as a real estate deal might, and there is no recourse to bankrupt uh, courts. Okay, So Mr. Trump's own statements lead us to conclude that as president, he would use the authority of his office to act in ways that make America less safe and which would diminish our standing in the world. 
And furthermore, his expansive view of how presidential power should be welded against his distractors poses a distinct threat to civil liberty in the United States. Therefore, as committed and loyal Republicans, we are unable to support a party ticket with Mr. Trump at its head. And we commit ourselves to working energetically to prevent the election of someone who is utterly unfitted for the office. Well, most of these guys, you don't know their names, but David Addisnick, Michael Oslin, Robert D. Blackwell, Blackwell, Daniel A. Blumenthal, not not uh, Richard Blumenthal, Max Boot, okay, um, Michael Chertoff, these are all Bushites. These are all neocon Bushites, okay? Uh, Michael Chertoff, these are all the guys that got us into the Iraq War, all the guys that stole trillions and trillions of dollars, all the bastards that got us in, into the uh, big bank ripoffs and bailouts. These are the sons of bitches. And I, you know, I, you, you don't even know who these guys' names are. It's the first time I've ever seen these names anywhere. All right? Uh, who the hell are they? If they're part of the federal government, then they should all be fired. But Michael Coulter, Patrick Cronin, Seth Cropsey, Tom Donnelly, Daniel Dresner. They don't even tell you what what these guys do or who the hell they are. They could be janitors in the freaking uh, White House. Um, uh, one name do I recognize in this group? Not even one. Really? Huh? Philip Zelikow and uh, Bob Zolik. They were both their big neocon assholes from the Bush administration. Um, members of uh, PNAC. Uh, let's see. No, Michael Rubin. Yeah, I think he was involved in banking or something. Steve Rodriguez. I don't know. I've never. I don't recognize. I've been in the business for years, and I don't recognize as one of these people. Maybe one. Maybe one or two. That's it. Who these people are is beyond me. There's not one in here that, that has any name or recognition.
Do, 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 do.